Welcome to the How To Hobby Podcast. On tonight's episode, we're packing the value in as we dive into our top negotiation tools. This is episode 56. Hello and welcome to the How To Hobby Podcast. I'm your host, John Power, joined by my fearless co-host, Sean Bennett, and we are here to continue bringing you the cheer through our soft skills series that we've been doing here. We call it the triple S is, and we're bringing them. We've been bringing them for the whole first quarter of this year, which has been great. Uh, I think we've, we've had some options to uh, really dive into some things we, we haven't thought about in terms of hobbying. And it's been really fun for Sean and I. So we're continuing to push the envelope and figure out new ways to to engage with you as the listeners. So thanks for listening. And we hope you're having a wonderful time wherever you are right now. We always want you to feel feel good. Tonight, we are gonna be talking about our top negotiation tools. And this will actually be the last episode, spoiler alert, of our soft skills. We're gonna, we're gonna close out Q1 with this and dive into a new series in Q2. So, this is uh, an exciting uh, last episode here, episode 56. We've been in business here on the platform. How to hobby boys, welcome if you're new to the show. And Sean, welcome to the platform this evening. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, I'll, I'll welcome you too. I, I start to realize you always say, you know, glad you're here. And I never respond to that. So I just want to say <laughs> I'm I'm glad to be here and I'm glad that you're here too. Well, thank you. I I do appreciate that a little bit of uh, a little bit of cheer to go on top of my cheer is always good, and it brings us all the cheer. Now we just need a beer. We do. Um, <laughs> we do. We've got the water and the tea, but you know it's kind of late, so it is. It is. And it's it's time. a weeknight. That's just that's, that's true. A non-negotiable for me. Mm-hmm. I forgot about that. That's right. So so Sean, let me ask you right off the rip here. You you saw our boys taking on the the Yukon, didn't you? This I sure did. It has been a a week. I cannot believe that that SDSU. For those who of you who are not in NCAA basketball, let let's just let's just let you know. Sean and I are SDSU alumni, and our team. Uh, normally they're just Mountain West Warriors, but this year. They made it to the championship round, the final round of NCAA basketball in the final four conference. Wow. What a, what a, what a way to get there, Sean. I mean, you, you almost got to start from the, the very beginning. I know, I know we don't have time, but let's go Aztecs. I mean, that was amazing up until last night. Yep. Yeah, it was. They, they really capitalized on the buzzer, buzzer beater feel. Um, you know, I, basically the last before last night, the two games prior were, you know, on the nose buzzer beaters of you're on the edge of your seat, just like, oh, my God, is this really going to happen? Um, I mean, this is such such a big deal that I was getting emails from the college where they were like, we're we're celebrating, we're selling shirts, we're selling mugs, like get your swag now. Uh, I've got friends wow. of mine from state who are posting on Instagram where they were flying to all over to, I think it was Houston. Was where the last game was played? Yep. Yep. Um, yep. They, they flew out there for the game, you know, just repping the, the Aztec uh, love out there. It was, it was really cool to watch. Um, you know, our, our, our basketball team gets a lot of uh, love but they just don't, they've never made it this far. I mean, <laughs> like it's a big deal when you talk about San Diego State. Most people know of it for basketball, but now a lot of people are going to know about it for basketball. It, this is huge. This is huge. I mean, we have just donned a new era. I mean, I was joking with my buddy, get ready for SDSU tuition to, to be, you know, 100K <laughs> a pop. I mean, this is like, I don't know what it is. I was just joking, but I, between the cost of living going up in San Diego as naturally as it does and mm-hmm. the fact that it's gorgeous, now people want to go to the school to be a part of the the Aztec Nation. I mean, this yep. is this is crazy. So what a moment to be alumni, Sean, for us. I mean, we don't get anything. We just get the pride. That's it. Bragging rights. I mean, we didn't win, but we got we got near close. That is that is true. And 
I mean, overall, it was it was a tough last game to watch for people that were a fan. Uh, but you know what? Hey, Monday nights, it's it's a slump, anyways. Mm-hmm. Uh, who cares? I mean, I, I... <laughs> we all feel it. We all feel it. <laughs> yep, yep, feel it. The, I call it the Monday scaries. <laughs> That's right, the Monday scaries. I like that. I'm gonna I'm gonna go into work tomorrow next Monday saying that. Oh no, just no fear. Just just the Monday scaries. Monday scaries. It's all good. <laughs> So, um, and then Sean, additionally, I've got some big things going on. I yeah. got the annual Whitney lottery results and your boy's going back. Yeah. And I, I am. And, uh, I told you I have this big plan where mm-hmm. I want to ride from the lowest to highest. The problem that I've realized here is I need to be able to hike the, the mountain much faster. Okay. I need to be able to get to the top a lot faster. Cause I'm not going to be able to handle the normal, uh, mule mule path up to the top i have to go uh a more straight and dart to the top otherwise i think my body is just going to shut down so i have to take this route that i've never done so anyway it's gonna be it's called the mountaineers route and it's gonna be a difference so I'm, i'm i'm having to prep a lot of different ways and with that i'm planning my first major ride training ride for uh getting myself ready for it and it's gonna be from here to Tucson, and I think I'm gonna I'm gonna summit a peak down there okay. to try and get myself in the in the mindset. It's about 140 miles, 130 miles. Okay. And uh, so anyway, I'm, I'm excited. This is I'm getting jazzed for. I was just riding the bike the other day. I was thinking, oof, I can just feel the the gears turning. Spring is upon us, and I'm about to to start putting in the work Mm -hmm. this is this is a good time this is a perfect time to start those goals everyone always says like beginning of the year right like start setting your year goals i think that that's hard to do during winter especially if you you are an outdoorsy person but maybe you live somewhere that you can't really enjoy the outdoors when it's that cold but spring is the time where you can get outside i mean it has been beautiful weather in southern california the last two days before that it's been raining for like three straight months but the last two days, I mean, I went inside of the beach and ate lunch yesterday. I mean, it's been oh. gorgeous. So this is a good time to tackle those goals. Perfect. So what's going on with you? Any any things you want to go through before we dive into our yeah? Our so th- the first one is just a big update for me. Um, for the first time since I was 15 years old, uh, I saw the scale drop below 240. Um, oh, this is the the first time I weighed this morning two thirty nine. I'm down. You are, you are looking lean and mean. I'm I'm let me tell you, twenty four pounds since I started this journey uh, in February, and it's the the this is the lightest I've been since I was fifteen years old, which is crazy to me to think about. Um, so I just got to get Man. that update. So that's feeling good. And then uh, if I have any local Congrats. San Diego people listening, uh, and you're interested in trying to help clean up you know, the local waters that we have here, I'm going to be volunteering at an event out in Mission Bay on Saturday, April 22nd. It's with the Backcountry Hunters and Anglers California chapter. They're going to be hosting their, it's part of the Creek to Bay cleanup that happens every year. And we're doing specifically Vacation Isle in Mission Bay. The cool part is that for every bag of trash that you pick up, it gets you an entry to win a special raffle prize uh, from sponsors like Patagonia, Fish Pond, and more. And then the, what I, the second cool part, so the event starts at 6.30. We're not going to be picking up trash at 6.30, but at 6.30, for most of the morning, they're going to have uh, fly casting. So fly fishing experts going to be there. So you can practice fly fishing. There are going to be opportunities to, to shore fish, fly fish, and kayak or stand-up paddleboard fish. So they're going to be running these while they're doing the the bay cleanup event. You can grab these rods and their gear and actually go fish and then come back what? and pick up trash and then go fish, then come back and pick up trash. And this goes from like 6.30 till 1 p.m. Um, and it's just going to be back and forth. And, you know, you're trying to help clean up, but you're also meeting people and learning how to fish, which is my main goal in all this. So, yeah, I'm. It's really excited for it. Uh, just meet some new people, hang out with some of the guys from California that I met up in Montana and, you know, help clean up the bay. So I just, I got to do the shout out. If you're available, come down. 
Ah, well, get get down there, clean up our beaches. We need it. I mean, this is this is big stuff. Thanks for being willing, Sean. And I I hope that the turnout is good because and you win some swag. Uh, yes. It sounds like you could you have some major opportunities. I mean, Patagucci is runs you runs you. It's a, not cheap. Quite the penny these yep. days. Yep. So we'll put the link in the show notes <laughs> if anyone's curious and signing up for it. Perfect. That's great. And what was the date on that? Uh, that is Saturday, April 22nd. So in two oh. and a half weeks. Perfect. Plenty of time to get engaged. Yep, exactly. So before we dive into our amazing content on the evening, we're going we're gonna to walk through how you get in touch with us and let us know if you're enjoying the show or not enjoying the show, which is very important. You need to have both sides of the, of the coin. And we welcome both. First, if you want to get in touch with us directly, you can reach out to us at our Gmail account. We have a Gmail, howtohobbypodcast at gmail.com. That goes right into Sean's Neuralink. He got it installed last year. He was on the beta program, and it's still okay. So he no no real issues, right, Sean? Nope, nope, nope. Still good. Uh, I can I get Wi-Fi on it. I can still uh, good to receive. Yep, yep. I even get radio <laughs> signals. It's great. I can sit That's and right. listen to Rock 105.3, and I don't have to be near a radio. It's great. Perfect. It's it's great to be you. Uh, we have a website as well, howtohobbypodcast.com. And that's the best place to see some some things we got going on. We're building out the website. Sean has a blog post on there. I have uh, a lot of things in the hopper that I'm still cultivating and curating for you guys, which I'm really excited for. And we do have a Twitter and Instagram as well, at How to Hobby Podcast. We've been ticking up the amount of content we've been putting out on the Instagram to try and get to get more engaged with the listeners and people in our community. So follow us there if you'd like. And then wherever you're digesting this content, please subscribe, follow. And if you wouldn't mind, give us a five-star review. That would be appreciated. Even if you just are, are feeling like I'm not, I'm not in a generous mood today. Five stars are always welcome here at our platform. So thanks in advance. And thanks for listening tonight or this morning, or whenever, whatever time it is. But without further ado, we're going to dive into tonight's negotiation tools. This is so important. This is something that we do all the time. And Sean and I were talking about it before the show, just kind of getting jazzed about how this really is an ongoing, it's not like we're, we're talking in terms of going down to the corner market and haggling, haggling for a, for an apple. You know, this is, this is more than just monetary trade. This is something that you're constantly doing through communication in either your, your community and your families and your vocation, i.e. job, uh, or yeah, doing the, the actual things like trying to get goods and, and services. And I think today, what I see more consistently in my own life, Sean, I don't know if you agree, is I'm usually working through service negotiations quite regularly mm -hmm. agreed with the outcome being you're going to pay some money but first it's just you know this this is the services we have to offer are you are you even interested in that mm -hmm. and 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 so yeah we'll we'll dive into you know some of our failures our our triumphs that we've had in the past and really hopefully the goal of course is to bring you guys value so if you're new and you've never even thought about nego negotiating, even consider it a, a skill that you need to consider, then welcome to the table tonight. And if you're a, a skilled negotiator, I still think you're going to be able to find some value here. So uh, please feel free to reach out to us after the show with any thoughts regarding any of the content we spill out tonight. And uh, we're... we're we're really hoping that this is not toxic waste to you. This is going to be a really high quality spill of information. So Sean, let's dive and walk through our keys to success when it comes to negotiating. Yeah. And, and then we can, can walk through the, the format we've been doing over the last couple of weeks. Yep. Let's do it. Okay. So to start us off, I think it would be helpful to read the dictionary definition of the word negotiate, because I think it can come sometimes tied with so much emotion when people think, like you say, monetary negotiation, but really it can be so many different things. So from Merriam-Webster, 
The main definition mm. of negotiate is to confer with another so as to arrive at the settlement of some manner, some matter. So, and that's an intransitive verb. Transitive verb to deal with, to arrange for or bring about through conference discussion and compromise, to transfer, to convert into cash for the equivalent value, to successfully travel along or over. So negotiate is a very broad term, and it basically means having a discussion with somebody to solve some matter, whatever that may be. Could be pay, could be something else. So that is such a broad topic that it applies to so many areas of our life. And that's what makes negotiation skills so important is they can do mean everything from getting a good deal in the car to navigating a tough moment with your spouse, you know, and having to come up with ideas. So um, the first key to success that we're going to talk about is preparation. This is very important going into a negotiation which you can plan for, this is big when you're talking monetary negotiations, uh, car dealerships, um, you know, having discussions with your significant other or even friends you're trying to negotiate where you want to go to grab a beer. Having some preparation ahead of time is really, really key because it means that you, one, are going to lead to more confidence, which is our next key to success. You're more confident in your choices and what you want to do. But it also means when someone starts asking you questions to validate what you're saying or they start pushing back on it, you can be prepared to have things to talk about. And so that's why preparation leads directly into confidence, which is also key with negotiation is you have to be you have to stand behind what you're negotiating for and you have to be willing to back it up have a, a knowledge base behind it have good reasons of why you want it and then that will lead to confidence that that comes from preparation and leads directly into confidence now i think there's an aspect of confidence and i, I know john you wanted to talk about this that you don't want to be too confident but you do want to be confident enough that you're okay to what do you want to do? What are you okay to do? <laughs> I'm okay to walk away, listeners. This is this is a big part of the the process of being leading with confidence, uh, because sometimes you need to take a moment to think through maybe what has happened, uh, and it's okay. Uh, don't feel the pressure. I think the biggest thing, if somebody's trying to get a leg up on you in negotiations, it's usually they're trying to put the hammer down too early, and you're feeling like you're trapped or you're in a pinch. So. Don't be afraid to walk away and say, I, I just need to take a moment to re, uh, assess the situation, really think this out, write it out, you know, get whatever way that you learn or think through things mentally in a productive way. Again, we don't want to go down the the anxiety pull, you know, slide. We want to come out of the negotiation, the first round, second round, however many rounds it takes with a the ability to always say, hey, I just need to take a, a little bit more time. And there is a balance there. And I think as you dive into this and you continue to pursue this in your life and see it transpire in various ways, uh, whether it be a job or uh, through a service negotiation or a, like Sean said earlier, a car uh, deal that you're working through, whether it's used or at a dealership, and all of these things, it, what's so fun about negotiations as a soft skill is there are so many ways that this can take root and form in your life. So you can constantly tool this and really enjoy the process of seeing yourself grow and gain more confidence. And you're not always going to be able to prepare, but when you can, yeah, I mean, some of the, we've talked about a number of sources in the past, like YouTube, that is a great one for really finding all, all sorts of negotiation uh, ammunition is what I call it because whether you're going if you're going into a car dealership be ready I mean mm -hmm. it's just it's just a no and Sean can talk more about this he's actually bought a car from a dealership I have yet to even do that I'm so far just a used guy I, I go used and even that can be a little bit uh, scary and fraught with with pitfalls if you don't have the right team but again, I think that's one of my key success is actually knowing and being able to assign the key players when you need them as well. Because to be able to negotiate and and get quality deals done, you need to have a good team. So start to think in terms of that as well. 
defining your connections, uh, building your Rolodex in your mind of connections. I, and I'm again, that, that, that is very broad and I'm leaving it intentionally broad because I think if I need a plumber, then it's very clear. Oh, well, I better, I better get some connections regarding plumbing since I, I am a, a, a homeowner and I need to be able to have a few different options. Cause and that's the thing is, right, it's not just a single one. You always want to have backups. So, and and that can really take root in a lot of ways. So connect and make sure that you're learning how to establish connections in a in a efficient way. Uh, it's very important. And, and that's another thing, part of this, sub part of this, that if you want to learn more about communication, dive into our prior episodes uh, in this series, I believe it was episode 54 or 53 regarding our communication tools. That's going to give you a lot of the ammunition on how to connect well, or at least start a, a baseline. Uh, so yeah, that's one of mine. And then again, clear communication is something that is necessary when you're talking about negotiating a deal or any ty- of any type aligning with that definition from from Webster that Sean brought out there. Um, without clear communication, neither party knows what the other one wants. Yep. And so you need to be willing to come in with confidence and communicate clearly or somebody's going to get their feelings hurt or burned. And ultimately, you both want to feel like you won something. I mean, that the, the best deals are are done when both parties leave feeling lifted up. Now, again, maybe there's one that's higher on the seesaw than the other. That's usually the way it goes. But hey, we all want to end up with, with a good feeling at the end of the day. And there are ways to do that. So yeah, those are those are our keys to su- success here tonight, just to to lay the table. And now, Sean, if you if you have anything else to add, feel free. After that, we're gonna dive into our current favorite tools for negotiating. Yeah. I'm and- gonna I'm going to jump straight into the current favorite tools. I think you did a fantastic job of working through the keys to success. Those again are preparation, confidence, be okay to walk away, clear communication, and connect with the person that you're negotiating with. So you you did a great great job too, Sean. Th- thank you, thank you. See, <laughs> see, cl- clear communication, guys. It works. I promise you, it works. Um, so I'm going to start. I've got two stories tonight that relate to my current favorite tools, one which was a wild success and one which was a wild failure that taught me something. Um, The first one I'm going to start with is pairing back to the last key for success that we talked about is the connect with the person. This is something that I didn't personally do, but I got to watch somebody that I look up to show me how to do this. So I don't know whether it's a generational thing or a Southern thing, but my grandparents love to go to pawn shops. I mean, it is their <laughs> their jam, our pawn shops. Every time you go into town, anytime you're traveling, it's pawn shops. Even when they came out to San Diego, first thing they wanted to do is what pawn shops can we go to? They love, they live for that negotiation, that haggling that they're going to get the best price <laughs> on something. It's so much fun to watch. When uh, wow. the, the story I'm going to tell tonight is from last November, when I went out to stay with my grandparents for a bit uh, out in Arkansas, my grandpa and I are both really into guns. And so he said, hey, do you want to go into a gun gun convention that's happening in town? It's about an hour and 15 minutes away. It'll be just the two of us. And I was like, absolutely, sign me up. And so... Let's go, Grandpa. Let's go. So we drive, you know, an hour and 15 into town, and it was awesome. The The gun store is really cool. Wonderful talking with the guys there. But we're already in town. And so, of course, Grandpa goes, hey, you want to go hit some pawn shops? Maybe we can find some <laughs> ammo or some guns. And I was like, wait, oh, how many pawn shops they have in this town? Dude, I'm telling you, it's a, it's got to be a Southern thing. We went to three, four. We went to four separate pawn shops in Hot Springs, Arkansas. I mean, we're, it's wow. not like okay. gigantic. Right. It's hot springs yeah yeah and uh you know it was so much fun going through them a lot of old you know used gardening equipment farm equipment dvds guitars um my grandpa was specifically looking for guns and ammo because that's who he is and generally it's you know some you can sometimes get good good deals and we went into i think it was the third 
third pawn job, we'd been unsuccessful. And Grandpa stumbled across a box of shotgun shells that he wanted, and he wanted them bad because he hasn't been able to find <laughs> these shells anywhere else. This and so great. he he didn't didn't tell the person how badly he wanted it because again they are my grandpa's an expert at negotiating when it comes to pawn shops didn't convey how badly he wanted it I didn't even know until we got in the truck and then he was like do you know how amazing this is it was, it was he was like getting a candy store but I do you noticed, even know how amazing this ammo I is? noticed after the fact before he even started asking about price. He started telling a story to this kid that was working behind the counter about the the hunting he used to do with his dad and the sh this particular shotgun and these shotgun shells. And, uh, you know, all of a sudden this kid is starting to tell stories about how he would go hunting with his dad and he's really into guns. And my grandpa, me and yeah, he's from California and bringing him out here. We're trying to introduce him to stuff. And we spent a good two or three minutes just talking about connecting with each or just talking about life and connecting with each other. And then grandpa whipped out the will you take because it had a price tag on it, but at pawn shops, you can haggle that down. It was wild to see how quickly he switched into the, okay, now I'm going, now I'm in a negotiation with you. Let's talk about price. And I noticed that because of the connection that he had built with this kid, it was a conver a normal conversation. Wow. It wasn't didn't feel like business. It was yeah, let's do. You know, I really want to shoot these guns. So how much will you sell this ammo to me for? And that was so wow. cool to watch from someone who felt so uncomfortable in the situation because I'm so new to pawn shops that the idea of haggling was kind of intimidating to me. And just watching this this my grandpa just unleash in this pawn shop of using stories and relating to this kid and then hitting him with that. Will you take this amount, which was way lower than what was on the box. They ended up working up towards it, but I mean, he got a such a fantastic deal on this box of ammo that we got in the truck. He was like a kid in a candy store. And this really showed me that having taking the time to connect with the person that you're having a conversation with and connecting with them on a personal level if you can about the object itself means that there's now emotions tied and they're more willing to listen to you to accept that you're not willing to pay them as much as they originally wanted okay i need to come down on price it was just really cool to see that going man i am in awe of this guy who you know just with a couple of stories saved himself 25 dollars based on what yeah. this guy was originally going to charge him. So cash though, right? Not not card. Correct. Correct. See, I feel like that's the problem with our generation or the, then we then we pull out the card and we're like, yep. "Oh, do you do you check Visa?" and they're like, <laughs> "Uh, no. No. <laughs> I don't. Where's your cash?" Yep. 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 <laughs> Everything is cash out there. Um it was just really cool and and that is something that I'm working on building into my negotiation skills is taking the time first to connect to the person I'm talking with and then working my way towards the business, building the relationship, then move to business. And this applies to relationships, uh, you know, figuring out where we want to go to dinner and we're negotiating. I want to go here. I want to go there. And you're trying to figure it out. Like this is so important of an aspect to play. So props to, to grandpa for showing me, uh, you know, connecting with a human is incredibly important when negotiating. Oh yeah. I mean, that's huge. And I, I really love that story. I'm, I'm glad. Thanks for sharing that, Sean. I think the listeners will feel the, the warmth in that story. And I think that's important as well. You, you did a great job connecting with the listeners tonight. So, or, or at least I connecting with me, I should say. <laughs> so hopefully the listeners feel connected with, um, yeah, my actual, I'll, I'll talk through one of my favorite tools right now is actually uh, talking to my wife. And the reason why is because it keeps me from making those breakneck decisions that I kind of talked about earlier when it, when when I was talking about okay being okay to walk away. Mm -hmm. um, now with where I'm at, it's it's kind of almost like a get out of jail free card especially if I'm not happy with where the negotiations are going. Yep. And this actually just happened to me over the last weekend. I was negotiating everybody's favorite thing, which is internet uh, rates. And so with Cox Internet listeners, for, for everybody who's new and for those who don't currently have to pay for internet, I just enjoy that blessing. 
But right now, your, your boy is having to, every year or so many years, negotiate the rates. And let me just tell you this up front, because a lot of people don't know this. And I have talked to people that, that are unaware that you can actually get internet cheaper than what they say. Um, when you go online, they show you the, the bare minimum, right? And there, there's usually a promo associated with that. But again, we're t- when we're talking about something like internet, it's a switch, listeners. It's not, uh, they, they, can, they can pull that down. Now, again, you can only go so low before they don't make any money, but they definitely have variants on that. And um, I, I would say it's, it's always worth a call. And I, I learned that from one of our good friends um, or, or got, not that I learned that, but got continually reminded of that by our old coworker, Nika, who would consistently call and make the connection and until and go the distance to get what, what she wanted out of a deal or a service. And so I think it's always important to try when you can. Now, recently I was negotiating with this guy at Cox and my rate was actually going to jump from 60 bucks to 90. So we're talking about a $30 increase in rate. 50 and, per, I mean like 50%. That's a huge increase yeah. Oh, the huge. original bill. But and that's what it should be. On paper it's a 90, right? So mm-hmm. I came into the I came into the family getting a promotion, which you should always a promotion. Always get a promotion, listeners. In everything. <laughs> um so but my year was up. All right. So at the end of the year you can call, there is such a thing as the Cox Loyalty Fan Club yep. hotline. Sirius, Sirius XM has the same thing. I've done the same thing. Oh, it's great. So just go right to the, uh, just go on the phone and you got to know the keywords to say, but you just say, hey, I want to talk to the loyalty. So I was talking on day one. This is the first day of negotiations. And the guy wanted to, I think, I now again, you don't always know what the incentive is for the salesman on the other line. This is the other thing. You got to be willing to lean in and listen so that you can get a good idea of what that person, what knob they're trying to turn. Yep. And I've noticed with Cox, Sean, and I don't know if you've noticed from some of your internet providers, because I think we're on separate mm-hmm. ser- service providers. I think they get a bonus of some kind if they get you to rent equipment from them. That's what I was picking up on. I can see that because they push that so hard. They push it so hard right off the rip. So this guy, he was knowledgeable. Right off right off the bat, I was getting, this guy's knowledgeable and he knows what he's talking about, but he would not budge on the, he's like, you can do this or you can go down in price, sorry, down in service for like a very similar price. And he packaged me up this deal that was less than 90 but only by fifteen dollars, mm. and he was trying to get me to rent the soft, the the hardware, and he spun the story that my hardware isn't good, and I need <laughs> I need like a new I need new hardware, or the I'm not going to be able to. Classic, your thing is outdated. That's right. That's right. I'm I'm on a I'm on an old now, and very well might be true, but it's not broken. It's still working. Yeah. So it's it's not that it's. So again, be careful. And so I wasn't happy with the way it was going. And I told him, he, he laid it out and he gave me three different options. I took out my notepad immediately and was, and was jotting down in real time. Because mm-hmm. again, you want to get your story. You want to take your time, get the difference. And, and at the end, I just wasn't happy. And I almost made a decision, Sean, that day. I almost, and this is the thing you got to be careful about, listeners. I almost left my tier of internet and went to a lower tier right on the spot. And I guarantee you, Sean, that if I would have done that, it would have been harder to jump back up to that tier. Yep. So that's the thing. Be careful because don't make a decision too quick or you can you can be, uh, and here we go. So I pulled out my favorite tool, which is, I said, hey man, thanks so much. I really appreciate, and I, be respectful listeners. Be respectful of the, of the, of the person. I wasn't happy with what he was putting down, but I still was grateful that he was giving me options. And at the end, we both, I said, hey, man, thanks. I'm not willing to, I don't want to rent stuff from you. And I wasn't buying the fact, because that was the other thing too. In my mind, I was going, if it's rental, if I'm renting and it's $15 less, then that means I could technically get the service 
to be even less than that. Yeah. Because he had something baked in there. And he would I asked him multiple times. I said, Can we just I don't want to rent. Can is there something lower than that in that tier? He said, No, right now you can't. And he spun some story that he couldn't do it because my my software was too old or something like that. Well, get this, listeners. I called back the next day and I tried uh, a different person because you get a different person every time. Mm-hmm. This is this is the important. I, so I put, I laid down my talking with my wife tool. I said, I'm going to talk to my wife, man. Talk to her. And it was just good to run through everything, right, with her. And we came to a decision. The next day, I ended up talking with another person. And I this time, I came in saying, I want to get this. I would like to pay this amount of money for the service. Can you do that for me? And she got a deal that was $10 less, 80. So it was $80 this time instead of 75 with me renting. So I knew that wasn't a good deal. So I said, oh, okay, thanks, but no thanks. And I hung up. Later that day, I call again a third time. And this is my third call. And at this point, I was set. I said, you know what? If, If it really comes down to it where all I can get is 15 off and I have to rent, then that's going to be the best deal because mm-hmm. that was the best overall monetary deal to stay in the tier we wanted. Yep. And it, it, at the end of the day, it was still $15 less than what we had to pay at the end of the month anyways. So, all right, it makes sense. Call and I get the right person. She was super nice. And she said, I actually, the guy on the first day sent me quotes. That's the other key. Get quotes if you can, listeners. So I had a quote generated from what he was playing with. Smart. I gave her the quote number at the bottom. And she pulls it up. And because she was not trying to make the incentive sale, she was just trying to please me as a, well, I mean, again, you have different, you have good cop, bad cop all Mm -hmm. the time. And she pretty much laid down, oh, looks like he had a, 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 um, a rental unit on this quote. But if I take that off, it's going to be fifty nine ninety nine, which you were paying it, before. Stop it. <laughs> and I went, that's exactly what I want to hear today. Thank you so much. And she was like, yeah, isn't that great? That's, oh, that's what you were paying before. That's so awesome. And I went, bing, thank you. We got a deal and hung up. And it was, that was the negotiation Dude, win uh, of the weekend. And... So now we're back to cheap internet, same baseline, didn't you no know, going up. And it's for two years. So let's go. It was a win. Dude, that that it trumps any of the negotiations I've had lately. That that is really cool. Definitely the due diligence was required. And I think that's the number one lesson to take away from this listeners is how much work John put in so that he could save that money. Cause you're you're like, oh, 60 versus 90. Like, come on. Like, this isn't that big a deal like it is whatever <laughs> in reality if it's a two-year plan and you just saved 360 dollars a year you just saved 720 dollars by making three phone calls those three phone calls are worth 720 dollars that is crazy to think about that you put that work in up front and you saved yourself that much money on the back end that that is smart business well thank you and i've been doing this one the old internet negotiation scheme for a number of years now, ever since I got got married. But yeah, listeners, it's possible. So again, you you don't always get what you want. I was on the verge of not. I was mm-hmm. I was only going to say fifteen. I wasn't going to get where I I thought I could. Yep. But again, you get the right person and bing, let it sing and take in the winnings because. Uh, and I didn't even have to go to the casino to do that. I just <laughs> did it right there on my on my phone and no bet required. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, um, yeah. Some of our some of our failures, Sean. Do you do you have? I think you said you have a, a some yes, not so ideal negotiation that yeah. happened. Yeah. So coming off that high of that win for you, <laughs> I've got to tell the listeners a story of what happens when negotiation goes wrong, and I didn't know enough on how to back out of a deal. So I. This is going back about eight years. So I'm in college. So so picture this. I'm in college, very little money. I'm with a date and I decide I'm going to spend what little money I have and I'm going to go to the Del Mar Fairgrounds. 
which is a big thing in San Diego. Every <laughs> summer, you go to the San Diego right. County Fair at the, the Del Fairgrounds. Okay. So I am taking my date. We're walking through the park. We're having a great time getting ice cream, riding a couple rides. And then this dude comes up and he's got oh. a booth and he says, hey, can I talk to you for a minute? Sure. What do you got? I'm selling tickets to uh, basically they're vouchers for paintball. Do you like paintball? Well, yeah, I love paintball. Okay. <laughs> These are vouchers that you can use. I will give you a discount today and you can use them for getting deals on going to different paintball parks. And it gives you packages, right? Where your rental, the, the, the paintball gun rental, the paint and oh, yeah. the face mask, right? That's covered free. You just have to pay entry yep. to the park. And I was like, okay, this sounds like a great deal. You know, uh, what's the catch? And we were going through and he was telling me more about it, getting me hyped, getting me hyped. And then he hit me with the, it's $85. I'll give you, I remember it was like 15 of these coupons for $85. And this is where my current tool that I'm working on now didn't exist back then. And that is how to manage my emotions effectively in a negotiation. And this is something that as I've gotten older, I've gotten a lot more skill at, a lot more of the public speaking and dealing face-to-face -face with people. The, the managing my emotions is key now. But back then, I struggled with that. And so I was dealing with so many emotions. I was excitement because I was like, yes, I get to go paintball. I get to get deals. I'm dealing with frustration because, oh, I, I don't have enough money right that for that right now. I shouldn't be buying this. And then I was also dealing with anxiety of, if I'm, am I making a good or a wrong call trying to, to get this guy for some of us trying to get him to go away. Some of us trying to just, you know, buy it from him. And, you know, I'm in front of my date. I'm trying not to look like a fool. And so all of this is playing in my head and I'm doing a terrible job of managing all of this. And so I try trying to get him to go away, not working. I'm like, no, I'm not interested. He keeps pushing it harder and harder, telling me about all these deals. And I did the one thing that we've talked about before that I, you need to do is I wasn't okay to walk away. I was like, oh mm. man, this is too good of a deal. I need to buy it. And I did. And I spent <laughs> all the money that I had at that time on these paintball tickets. And I felt like a freaking king. I was walking around the park with these tickets in my bag. The girl I was with, she was like, yeah, you did great. John, what do you see in my hand right now? <laughs> <laughs> These are those same. I think I see some pictures. These... Are those paintballers? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> are yes. they balling out? <laughs> they are balling out. These are the unused, never even touched, <laughs> touched them, sitting in my drawer still eight years later uh, that I, I, John, never, I, I think, never used. I think we need to go paintballing. <laughs> I, I think we do, too. I need to make sure that they're, they're even still good. But it was just a lesson in being so overwhelmed by the situation of what was going on and not being willing to say, Hey, I need to walk away. This isn't okay. I got too caught up in my interest and uh, yeah, it was, it was a mistake. So I, I hope that the listeners take from this that uh, it's okay to make mistakes. It's totally fine. You know, I'm still here to this day, but there are definitely lessons to be learned from the thing, the mistakes that we've made coming from this. I know for a fact, I need to be more stern. I need to be willing to be more confident, you know, going back to the keys to success for negotiation. I was in no preparation. I was not confident in the choices I was making. Well, it kind of blindsided you. Yep. Yep. Kind of blindsided me and my communication wasn't that great back then. And I couldn't connect with this guy at all. And so I was failing on so many fronts that I eventually just said, I'll pay for it to make him, Go away. Leave me alone, man. Exactly. And and <laughs> I'm so, trying to hang out with my girl. Yeah, exactly. It was a huge failure. Um, but you know, coming now, managing my emotions in a negotiation of not only the being willing to walk away, but also the the uh you know, having a cool head, really assessing what's going on, paying attention. Does this sound too good to be true? Okay, give me the the monetary value. If you're saying you're going to give me a discount at the park, tell me how much these tickets are worth. That'll help me determine is $85 or 80 whatever it was still 
worth because it's you know five dollars per ticket i'm getting 15 tickets eh, i don't know if that's really worth it but he was saying it's 20 dollars a ticket i'm getting 15 tickets that's a boatload of money i'm saving and so there's so many things looking back that i wish i'd done differently that i know moving forward i will so yeah my my two current favorite tools you know you've got connecting with the human that, that my grandpa taught me and then the hard way learning to manage my emotions better in a negotiation that's great, Sean. Well, I think you, I, I'll say it. I think you saved some money for sure. <laughs> and you won't know either way, but it sounds like you got a decent deal in terms of what it was and well, you the, just haven't used them. The company, so we gotta, the company that they're from still exists. I just went to their website. So uh, it, they might still be worth something. I'm not oh, sure. Perfect. Well, that's good. I think we're going to have to, you know, maybe do an adult paintball would, uh, adventure, which I, would be wonderful. I did it for my 16th birthday, 17th birthday, 18th birthday. I, I was really into paintball when I was a teenager. So uh, well, that's why you're so excited. I mean, exactly. dude, paintball is great. I, yeah. I still want a pro marker. I just have never gotten one. I <laughs> But I've wanted to buy one so many times, mm-hmm. so many times. So my final... Uh, tool that I currently is my favorite. I'm calling going the distance. And it, it sort of relates to what uh, you can probably see the strand of that in my last story. But this one was another one that happened in the last two years that I'm happy about. It's another win. And it was regarding my Apple AirPods that I had. And I had bought these on a deal. So again, you know, here at the How To Hobby Podcast, we're, we're dealers. We're yes. always trying to buy things at, at a deal. Uh, not at the high cost of retail value. And this way, in, in this case, I found on a Black Friday, because I wait for tech gifts or, or tech things I need to buy or want to buy. In this case, it's uh, Apple AirPods. At this point, they're, they may be between a want and a need. I think okay. I, I use them enough to, to validate them being potentially a need, but um, it's, it's a nice to have thing. And so I, I was buying these at Black Friday and I got them. Um, now, the interesting thing about them was they didn't last the full year warranty or okay. whatever the warranty was. It was either two or two years or a year. I believe it was just a year. And I'm hard on my AirPods because I use them every day. But I'm also, I keep them clean and I keep them, you know, so like I take care of them. I just use them every day. Um, at the year mark, I realized oh, you know what? I bought these uh, less than a year ago. Now, the interesting thing was on the there's like a tracking through the Apple interface that tells you if it's under warranty or not. Okay. And this warranty date did not align with my purchase date. And I was not going to take that, Sean. So I go, to dis- I go the distance to Apple. And oh, let, let me just let you know, listeners, get ready. If you're going to go the distance with Apple, you better get your boxing gloves on because uh-huh. these people are not going to give you jack unless you're a part of their fan club. So get Apple Care is what I'm going to say up front here. And I'm not going to lie, Sean. I just got two brand new AirPods, brand new, no questions asked off of this same win that I'm talking about tonight. Okay. So at this point, I'm up to two. No. This is my third pair of AirPods on the same purchase. Wow. And I have put a total of probably the retail price of one pair because <laughs> I bought the Apple. She was like, oh, do you want to add the Apple Care when I got my win? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, sorry, I'm, I'm, go- I'm going too far. First, I had to go to Apple. You know what, Sean? The first time I went to Apple, I got nothing. Mm-hmm. They said, go online and talk to our service help desk. I can't do anything here, sir. I'm going, what? You're the Apple genius. You can do everything. Whatever. I said, okay. I went back and I built my case. I went back and forth between the Apple store, riding my bike listeners. I wasn't going to pay gas. I rode my bike back and forth home to Apple store over about two weeks. And, and, and this was within the last month. I had, um, I had about three weeks to make this deal happen mm-hmm. before it actually did expire. And my purchase date, I'd be a year out and I'd be sunk. So I had a time frame that I was caught between. So if I went any more time, and that's how I, I really put the fire on them. I was like, hey guys, I bought these. I have the receipt. It shows that I'm within a year and you're telling me that, that I can't get, that this is not, 
this is not okay. And they were saying, oh, well, the manufacturing date <laughs> and the sale date don't align. And be careful, listeners. They're trying to pull some wool over your eyes and you got to say, no, 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 no. I bought these at this date. That's when I received them. I don't care when you manufacture them. Nobody was using them. But they were trying to say they were manufactured a, a, a month earlier. Of course they so were. That, <laughs> just, it's just too much. So I finally got the right person in the Apple store. And this was like trip number three, I think. And these are painful too because you have to wait. Mm-hmm. You get an appointment and then you wait. Yep. And then they come out. So we got the win, listeners. And at the end, she said, oh, and she loved it. She thought she was, this was the best thing. You know what happened? We connected. She saw me. I came in there with my my spandex and riding gear and was standing <laughs> there in the corner all sultry like, or sulking about my AirPods. And because I'm like, I have ridden my bike here three times in the past week and I'm tired of it. I So she comes over and she goes, oh, you're the bicy- bicyclist, huh? And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, can you tell? And I'm in full spandex in the Apple Store. I stood out like a like a sore thumb. <laughs> and the lady, she goes, "Oh, my brother, he just he loves riding his bike. I I just he's so great." And I was like, "Yeah, isn't biking amazing?" She comes over. I think she cut me some deal on this Apple Care because it was literally like, "Hey, do you want to add Apple Care for like fifteen dollars?" And I was like, "Yeah." And so right there, got it. And I am going to, I've got that till 2024. I don't even, I am going to get like at least four or five (laughs) pairs of AirPods out of this deal. And it is the win, win, win. And it all was because I went the distance. Oh man, it felt good. And so that's my, that's my top favorite, my current favorite tools that I'm bringing you tonight. And both, they're kind of, you know, it's all intertwined there, but going the distance listeners, talk to your wife your girlfriend and go the distance simple it's perfect it's it's it's, (laughs) it is as simple as you think it is guys like lean on the people around you talk through what you're going through and then like you said be willing to to put the work in i think that's where all this comes from going the distance you have to be willing to put the work in on a negotiation no matter what it is if you just you know kind of limp out of the conversation early in the in it you're never going to get what you're hoping for or what you want so you have to be willing to put the time in put the work in the, do the research have your documents ready all of that is super critical when it comes to you know having save those receipts save the receipts exactly Save the receipts if you can. On all big purchases, specifically tech devices, I always save receipts because you never know when you're going to need that. And it's too easy today with our phones. You can just save a PDF folder and just, mm-hmm. I mean, come on. It's, we could go on all day. We've been going on all day. I feel like we need to go through our current tool belt objectives yep. on our negotiation skills. This has been just too much fun, Sean. I didn't, I didn't know this is going to be such a hit, but man, I'm, I'm having a ball over here. I'm pumped. I'm pumped. <laughs> well, so, so mine, mine's a pretty quick one for my current objectives. It is really working on my ability to be optimistic for how I want a negotiation to go, but being prepared to walk away. That is an area that I struggle with um, because any negotiations that to me are super important, I tend to get so emotionally invested into the product or the the experience or whatever it might be, the service, that when the thought of that service disappearing pops into my head, it's like, oh God, maybe I should just do what they say I should do. This really popped up when I bought my car at the dealer. Um, I was so invested in that specific vehicle that it was hard and luckily I had Kate there to help keep me in in control but to be able to to keep it where I was willing to walk away was hard um and I honestly don't even know if in that negotiation I was experiencing that um you know I needed a car so bad and you know just so many different reasons and excuses I kept telling myself but in reality I needed to be willing to walk away and so that is something I need to work on 100 percent uh is not getting too emotionally invested and this also plays with managing my emotions um not getting too invested in, in whatever it is product or service or experience 
Um, but yeah, so I'm working on being optimistic on how I want it to go, but being willing to walk away if I'm not getting my minimum. That's another key thing here. Going into negotiations, there's also part of the preparation phase is you need to know what you're shooting for and you need to know the minimum you're willing to accept because yeah. you're, you're going to always find somewhere in the middle. The likelihood of getting the golden goose of what exactly you want is going <laughs> to be hard, right? Um, you have to that be beanstalk to say, is long, you yeah, know, it's like, hard to get up. You got <laughs> like, I'm, I'm trying to get this, but I'm willing to take this. If I can't get it, this is really big. If you're, you're working on trying to buy a new car, you know, you can go to the cars company's website and build your dream car, but you have to accept that at some point you're going to have to realize I can't get everything I want here. I need to accept and and make my goals realistic, but also, okay, if this is the car and it has 90% I'm looking for, am I okay not having a moonroof if it means I get uh, uh, brand new tires, okay? Like certain things like that, um, have your goal, have a minimum. Uh, but yeah, I need to work on, on being prepared to walk away. Oh, I like that, Sean. I, I have definitely had failures, listeners. I, I've shared two wins that I'm I've had in the last two years, but I definitely have also failed in this area, Sean, and uh, specifically with car buying. And, you know, I think one of the things I will say to encourage the listeners is I almost walked away on the car that I have now. And I, you know, probably should have, maybe I should have, I would have saved money in the short term, but I'm still driving my car that I bought that time. So, so there, you know, I think in terms of I need to do better at being prepared to walk away and actually do it. And I almost did. Mm-hmm. My, my my wife was there in this case to to say, is it a good car? Do you want to do it like right now? Do you want to have a car now <laughs> instead of, you know, going back and, and, you know, continuing on the process? And so that's something I definitely struggle with. And I think, you know, buying for me is very tough from time to time. I'm good at kind of negotiating the the terms and really like once I have something locked in, like really going for it. But in terms of setting up a good deal, I'm, I still am struggling. Um, my current tool belt objective that I've been working on a lot this year is actually being upfront. Uh, and this involves connecting and communication uh, and being confident. And, and I've noticed that at work specifically, if I'm talking about something, say salary, for instance, or something I want to get out of uh, stature, either promotion or it, there's various levels of things you may want out of your work. But if the people you are talking with consistently or that are in, in power of making that happen for you, don't even know that you're wanting to, you're seeking that, mm-hmm. then it's, it's going to be tough right away. And so I've really been this year working on the being upfront part of, because what, the worst that could happen is like they say, whoa, 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 simmer down there, buddy. Like, yeah. But today's, what I've found is today's, uh, everybody's on the same page. I mean, everybody wants to have more salary or more, uh, you know, experience or more, you know, opportunity. It's just, are you actually communicating that or are you not? And if people see that you're willing to communicate, yeah, maybe again, that's a part of the process of connecting. Like maybe it's a little awkward. But the first time, but as you kind of dive into it and continue, I've done it a few times in the last, it just this year, been been upfront about various things in my own life uh, at work. And, and then I've shared some tonight about, you know, talking with these people saying, this is what I want. And it it's, can be a little bit awkward, but you, you connect and you say, hey, thanks for sharing all this. I really appreciate it. And anything you can do to help me along my way, then you know, I, 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 I am appreciative of that, but this is where I want to be. And that, and you know, Sean, you talked about it. You have, you have the golden goose, you have the minimums, you know, somewhere in between there, you're shooting to, to, to land. So, and sometimes you get the golden goose. So why don't we be goose getters and, uh, and make it happen. So that's my, uh, current tool belt objective this year. It's been going pretty good. And uh, I think we can dive through our all-time favorite tools to close out the show here. And mine is actually something I've been doing in, in, in terms of preparation and just 
even real-time prep, because again, there are two types. Um, a lot of negotiations happen on the phone this and Zoom, mm-hmm. and then additionally in real-time, but you can, you can still use the tools to get, for me, writing out what's happening so that I have, like, that's part of the negotiations that's tough for people is they'll rattle off a lot of details quick. And so don't be afraid to go back. Hey, what was that? I, I want to have that down for my record mm-hmm. because you want to have a list of things. If you don't get anything out of the negotiation and you come home to wifey with, so what, what were they wanting to give you? And you're like, I forget, <laughs> which is very possible, honestly, because when you're in the midst of the, the negotiation and the, ah, like your head spinning and, and it's overwhelming, uh, especially when you're talking about something like salary and big life moves and all that jazz, you know, what, what was it? Oh, I don't know. That's not going to go over too well. Nope. So <laughs> I like making lists, utilizing notes, cell phone, notepad, um, you know, physical pen and paper is always a good one. And that has been my all-time bread and butter favorite tool. And I still use them every single day in a lot of aspects of my life. Uh, but negotiations is no different. I like having that to go back on and mull over and say, hmm, how does that look on paper? How does that sound in my mind? You know, the, the, there's something going on there as you're, as you're mulling it over and getting ready for the next round. What am yeah. I going to say this time? What am I going to counter with? So I think it's, it is, it is really smart. I like we even talked before we started recording. I'm thinking about getting a little notebook that I can keep in my pocket so I can get better at practicing this because it is important to have that stuff written down so that you can reference it. You can use it to talking to your wife or you're trying to, you're, you're talking to the next service rep and you're like, Oh, but, but this guy said I could get this. So can you do any better? It is important to have that stuff written down. Um, hundred percent. Exactly. My all-time favorite tool is something that is just, I think, a fantastic practice to have in your life because it's incredibly crucial, not just for negotiation, but for successful life, is you need to practice having tough conversations. And I think this is an incredibly important tool because sometimes negotiations can be difficult. They can be tough. When you're trying to make sure that you're getting what you want, you are being uh, you're representing yourself, your desires, your wishes, your worth. Uh, in a lot of these conversations, it can be tough. I mean, I learned the hard way, not putting myself forward and actually saying what I was thinking. I ended up spending a lot of money on something I never ended up using. So, <laughs> you know, being willing to have the tough conversations and not feel uncomfortable with it. Um, you know, pushing yourself when someone starts bringing up money, if money is a hot button issue for you and you're like, oh, I don't want to talk about this, you should practice that because it's going to become really crucial when you are trying to negotiate salaries or you're trying to say, I'm willing to pay five bucks for this apple. Um, you know, that that's something you need to do. If you are, you have a hard time talking to people of authority. You know, you're going to have a hard time convincing your boss to give you a promotion if you're not willing to look him in the eye and say, I deserve this. So practicing those tough conversations really leads well into the preparation that we were talking about earlier. You know, use your your spouse, use your significant other, your friends, your family, brother, whatever it is, and say, hey, can I practice some of these conversations with you? I've been doing it with my mom. Um, you know, I have a job interview next week, and I've been practicing some of the things practicing some of the these conversations with her and you know she's been a fantastic sounding board of saying yeah but what if they ask this question oh crap i didn't prep i didn't prep an answer for that what if they ask this are you willing to to cave on this if they're willing to give you this and it's been very helpful to sit down and talk with her so uh, yeah awesome all-time favorite tool practice 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 having tough conversations Step outside your comfort zone, put yourself in some uncomfortable situations and learn how to get through those conversations and, and you will be a successful negotiator. Wow. Oh man. Shout out to Mrs. Bennett. Great work. Sean killing it as always. This has been an absolute blast tonight to walk through our, our negotiation tools. This is, this is going to conclude our soft skills series for the, the Q1. We'll probably come back at some other point in time, but Listeners, we hope you've enjoyed this episode tonight and you found value in it. 
Sean and I are always wanting to provide value in our podcast on our platform, what we're doing here on the How To Hobby Podcast. And we hope this episode was no different for you. And uh, Sean, great work as always. Good luck on the job interview and congratulations on the milestone in your own life. It's been amazing to see you uh, continue to pick you and and do things for yourself. Uh, continue to push in your exercise and nutritional journey and push the dial forward. Uh, you're living the, the How To Hobby podcast way right up front and it's really fun to see. So thanks and hats off to you. Send Sean some congrats and kudos on Strava and on the app. And please, you know, follow us, share us if you found value out of this segment tonight. This has been the How To Hobby Boys. You know where to find us, wherever you stream us on your platform. We'll come at you live every single Friday morning. This week is no different. And we hope you enjoyed it. You know where to catch us next time at the How to Hobby Podcast. Thank you for listening to another episode of the How to Hobby Podcast. We hope you enjoyed what you've heard. And if you did, please don't hesitate to give us a five-star review and or follow us wherever you digest your podcast. We'll catch you next time. And wherever you are, we wish you the best. Thanks for listening.